0: This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MLFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 23rd through the 25th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60-plus high-level apartment investors and also to network with over 700 investors. If that's not enough for you, Shaq, yes, Shaquille O'Neal, Barbara Cochran, and Jocko Willink will be live and in-person speaking at this event. Be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event as the tickets are going fast. You can even upgrade your ticket to the VIP to have the opportunity to rub shoulders with these high-level speakers, including myself, after their session. Jocko Willink will also be attending the VIP party on Friday night at the event. So go to MFINCON.com to find out more details. There's also sponsorship opportunities available too. For details for this event and to purchase tickets, visit MFINCON.com. Use promo code LIFEBRIDGE to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Our guest is Todd Solzinger. Thanks for being on the show, Todd.
1: Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks
0: for having me. Why mobile home parks? You know, there's so many different asset classes and, you know, you gave up a career to really grow the syndication business and your focus is mobile home parks. Why mobile home parks?
1: Uh, A few things I like about them. Again, when I was like you were saying what asset class to pick and when I first started my business, I looked at a lot of different ways to places to invest. And I've always liked mobile home parks, but it seems like I'd always heard in terms of people I talked to about it was they're a little bit trickier to manage. The financing can be kind of funny. So that it made me stay away a little bit. But there were a couple operators that I followed. I, I know Andrew Lenoy and Mike Ayala from Four Peaks Partners that were building a nice business. Jefferson Lilly from Park Avenue Partners, who also has a podcast. I, you know, I would follow him a lot. He lives pretty close to me and we'd meet up for lunch and chat. So I saw what those guys were doing and really started to learn more about that business. And then from that, there were just a few things I liked about it. There was less competition than there is in the apartment space where people are having like huge dollar deposits go hard immediately, tons of you know best and final, multiple offers, multiple bids coming in for properties. So there was less competition. And I like the asset because it's recession resistant. At the affordable housing level, you know, even if people are making two people are making minimum wage or one person even, that you can still be able to afford to rent a mobile home or a mobile home park lot. So that was really attractive. And also because the industry is still pretty fragmented, that the ability to find better deals buying from I wouldn't say unprofessional, but inexperienced mom and pop operators, you can sometimes get great deals and also get seller financing is much more common in this business than it would be in the apartment business.
0: So what about uh, just during the COVID-19 stuff. You know, you you did a couple of deals last year, and now you're going through this pandemic and owning mobile home parks. And I don't think I've really talked to anybody about mobile home parks since all this has happened. And so I'd love to just hear just about some performance or how, how maybe how you've done things differently. We've talked a lot about multifamily and different things about managing them and things different management teams have done to help tenants and whatnot. But, you know, highlight a little bit on or as much as you can uh, or willing to about mobile home parks and how the management side has changed or anything during the covid stuff
1: yeah well we have had some issues with collections we did have some of our residents did you know their jobs were affected by covid so like as soon as that happened we sent out a letter to all the tenants who hadn't paid to say if this was related to the pandemic and you lost your job you just need to get proof from your employer and we'll work out a payment plan if you're not responding, then we'll just kind of carry on with the eviction process. Now, in Georgia, where these parks are that I'm talking about, the courts were closed for eviction, so a lot of that was put on hold. But we just tried to have as much communication with the residents as possible to say, hey, if you've been affected, let us know. The more you kind of tell us what's happening, the easier it is for us to work with you. And then in terms of showing people homes to, to live in, because we rent out a lot of our homes that us as the park owner owns, that was challenging because we had to... You know, our on-site manager couldn't always be there. She had to wear a mask. Obviously, we can only let one person in the home at a time. Leave an application on the countertop. So that slowed things down a little bit. So we had to make some adjustments.
0: Wow. So you know, you are in Northern California, and your mobile home parks are are in Georgia. Is that right? And so, you know, managing that through this time, too, it's probably not as easy to travel there and you may not have wanted to, you know, to travel that far during all this time. But so what were some keys to being able to manage those and just make sure things are happening as they should?
1: Well, we started doing video calls, either a combination of Google Duo and Skype with the on-site managers. And, you know, it's not... As good as being there, but, you know, we just had the manager walk through the park with a camera and scan around if there was someone to get a close up on. So myself and the property managers were on the call and just tried to slowly kind of walk our way all the way through the park inside some of the homes. So while it's not as good as being there, doing the video calls is the next best thing.
0: What do you see for your business, say, over the next six months? You know, like th- after this pandemic and all this stuff, do you see more deals? Do you see, you know, just sitting back for a while? What's kind of your game plan?
1: Well, I've got these parks in Georgia and another one in Tennessee that I'm in the process of putting together a syndication for. So, yeah, know, once that's closed, I'm going to be out looking for another deal. I'm going to be definitely careful about in terms of, you know, kind of where pricing sitting because there's going to be some sellers that are... not going to be in a hurry. They're just going to ride it out and keep their price at what it is and just wait until things turn around. Other sellers are going to be more motivated. In addition to my syndication business, I do consulting for the property managers that actually I hired to help me with my parks. And they help people that just want to buy parks outright help with due diligence. And again, the whole purchase and turnaround process. So that side of the business has actually been pretty active. There's a lot of buyers out there, whether it's individuals, other syndicators, family offices who are actually looking like right now to get into this business and buy parks.
0: So what's been the hardest part, Todd, for the syndication business journey or getting
1: into this business for you? I think probably the... Being patient. So we talked about kind of how long it takes to kind of get things going and start a business. So I think that's one of the most challenging things is continuing to move forward when it feels like things aren't moving fast enough. And I think that's uh, you know, advice I would give to someone is is just to like keep pushing ahead. You know, you might think like things are getting rough, you're never gonna get there. Like, when are you gonna be able to talk to the right investor, find the right property and get things over the hump? And nothing happens in a linear fashion, doesn't happen overnight. So I think you know, kind of finding that patience. Through the process, it was challenging.
0: Our guest is Katerina Stepanova. Thanks for being on the show again, Katerina.
2: Hey, Whitney. Thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, always a pleasure to just connect with you and and learn about what you're up to. And and I know your all's business is growing. You're doing some big stuff. And so looking forward to uh, just hearing more about that. Uh, A little more about Katerina. She's born and raised in Moscow, Russia, and has immigrated to the United States 13 years ago and now lives in New York. Partner at M2K Partners, who owns several mobile home park communities throughout the country. She's also the co-founder of Equity Tree, a software platform dedicated to helping commercial real estate investors manage their deals and investor relations for an affordable price and with educational support throughout the entire investment process. I mean, that's just a game changer, I think, when people in this business get some type of platform like that because that's <laughs> such a detailed process. There's so much to it. And, you know, it's you can be faxing documents and mailing stuff back and forth. It's such a hassle. But man, getting a portal like that is just a game changer. But, you know, Caterina, thank you again so much for being on the show. I'm grateful for your time. Why don't you give us an update on what's happening with you and or let's just jump into your focus uh at mobile home parks right yep
2: that's
0: yeah right. let's jump into that a little bit and maybe just your journey to you know your success in mobile home parks and where you all are at now
2: yeah well Whitney thank you very much you know that's definitely a journey and what I like to always note to people who are either starting out or considering starting out in the business. I always there is nothing better today to do than share your own story. I do not think that it can be achieved any type of success in anything unless you really put time into it, time effort. So if you uh, just selecting a niche and choosing where you would like to get started, I think look around. There is so much information available about all types of investment niches, but see what feels really right for you what you can relate to and pick that one because it's going to be a journey it's going to take time it's going to take effort it's going to take persistence perseverance all of that and more might as well pick what you really feel you could enjoy and stick with so that is how I started. I thought you know maybe in six months I'll buy my first park and I'll retire in a year or so so maybe uh it might resonate with some people, but it was definitely my plan, so I thought that's just gonna be that I'm gonna go market to park owners buy my first park and retire within a year so it's three years later right now, and my partners and I you know we purchased um three parks and a partnership, and we've wholesaled two along the way. We now prepare to sell one of the parks, as it was always the plan, a smaller one that we own. But I can tell you this, nothing is fast and nothing is going to happen as you plan it because this is a business like any other, and this is very much a living, breathing organism it has its ups and downs. There are some times when you think you're on top of the world and everything is going great and then COVID happens and you have to be flexible and agile. And if you don't love it, this might be really challenging. So that's kind of
0: some, the journey part. Yeah, some good wisdom right there. You do have to enjoy it, don't you? I mean, it is. There's such ups and downs and, and getting kicked in the face ultimately a few times, you know, and having to get back up, right? No doubt about it. So, you know, you've been doing this a few years now, as you mentioned, and, you know, tell us a little about, you know, when did the plans change? And you said you wanted to buy a park in six months, you wanted to retire in a year, but, you know, obviously that the six months came, a year came, you know, what were you thinking at that time? How were your plans changing or, you know, what was happening to say, okay, you know, I'm still moving forward, maybe not as fast as we wanted, because that, that can be disappointing, right? But we can't focus on that. We have to focus on what we can change and keep moving forward. What was that like at that time?
2: I think I started to learn some wisdom from people in the industry, from people who've been at it for much longer, some for decades, and I could see how much they actually grown to love and appreciate what the business is about. Mobile home communities initially why I got attracted to it. You know, of course it was a easier for me from my perspective, easier point of entry because at that point there was less competition. And there was a niche for me as an advertising marketing background. So it was, for me, easier to wrap my head around marketing direct to owners. so I could figure out how to associate with them, how to relate, how to approach them. So I thought that might be my point of entry. That might be my angle. So as I started doing this, I realized this is very much a relationship business. And you cannot force a relationship to grow and to flourish. It just takes time. And if you are in this business to create sustainable long term wealth, you will be building a relationship. It will eventually be your focus. And for that, you just have to take time. And that's just the bottom line
0: here. Yeah. So when did you start to gain some momentum or when how and when?
2: I would say it all happens, you just need to get your first deal done. This gives you uh, definitely confidence and you learn so much. You cannot learn this from, and everybody says it, and going and doing your first deal, it will feel oftentimes all kinds of wrong and shaky and very much unknown and very scary, but you just have to stick with your fundamentals and go through that process just from start to finish it will have to be the process. And then after that, you will feel like, you know, 200, like thousand percent more than you were just at the very beginning of it, because there are so many components that go into a deal. So, and I'd say after we were finishing that first deal, we had a couple of others that we were considering. And then we also learned how to discern really good deal at. Mm, somewhat good deal, but maybe doesn't worth our time. And for me, being, you know, part-time, so to speak, investor, still having my full-time job, we simply cannot afford going into okay deal or just simply good deal. We need a really, really good deal, <laughs> a really great deal for us to make it count. So that's became our focus. We just really learned on the first deal and in the process of doing due diligence on others what is a really great deal how we can really make the biggest impact for our business and from that i guess the next deal became as we see it and so far today it has been performing really really good as exactly as we thought it would and even better so this is the kind of deals we decided to focus on and those take time those take time to find
0: so you mentioned you know like working full-time and while making all this happen and you know it's not easy it is not easy to make all that happen. And so I love talking about that. I mean, I've experienced it firsthand as you and I have discussed, you know, but on your part, I mean, it's just, it's not easy. And so maybe you can elaborate a little on that because I know the listeners, many are are attempting to do the same thing or want to do the same thing. I try to never sugarcoat it because it's just not easy, you know, but if you want it, you know, you got to commit to it and make that decision. But, you know, how is that for you? How has it been, you know, maybe you can give us some techniques too on just scaling or, you know, how you've made all this happen while working a full-time job?
2: Yeah, I think this is one of the things that uh, where you have to exercise patience. You have to exercise patience and uh, simply, you know, have a schedule and exercise control over what you can control and just let it go when you absolutely cannot help it. So for me, it was always as, again, background and project management and advertising, all the scheduling and always I was, oftentimes I felt like I was in an airport control room when you're trying (laughs) to maneuver all this planes so they don't collide. So very oftentimes I was, I had this feeling and you just make it work with preparing your week, looking in advance and you know, okay, so I have mornings, early mornings, Whitney knows very well, Uh, (laughs) you have lunchtime and you have evening. So schedule activity accordingly. Think what you can do early morning. You can probably do some prep work, strategize lunchtime, you could probably make some calls and you will reach some owners or brokers, whatever your strategy is. Evenings, again, you could do some calls maybe with investors because investors oftentimes work as well. So it's a good time to connect with them after work. So you can make those calls then and maybe do some research as well. So you can look at your week and see where you have pockets of time and then just uh, look at it, plan accordingly. That is the only way. You know, you have weekends, see what kind of activity you can schedule there. But also remember again, talking about exercising patience, you need to recharge your engines as well. So, plan some rest and family time because we all, most of us have, you know, families and we do make sure that if we are on this journey, we include our family (laughs) on the journey with us. So it's all about kind of being thoughtful, looking at your week in advance and just scheduling
0: important stuff. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a
1: blessed day.